0: Hey, everyone. This is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by, let's just say, Bachelor Nation fan favorite. Let's just call it what it is, but he's a lot more than that, and we're going to get into it. The one and only Mr. Mike Johnson. Hello.
1: (laughs) Thank you, David, for having me.
0: (laughs) Listen, this is Behind the Velvet Rope, Mike. We like to give nice, real introductions around here.
1: I I appreciate that introduction. That was super sweet of you. I don't know if I deserve it all.
0: Well, we're going to get into why you are fan favorite and that whole moniker. (laughs) You know, but before we even get there, how are you today and what are you up to? Dude,
1: I'm getting old. Like, I was working out with my roommate and I broke my back, it felt like, on deadlift. I'm getting older.
0: (laughs) Well, Mike, maybe you're just lifting really heavy weights.
1: I mean, that too, you know, (laughs) that too. I think
0: think we're all getting older during COVID, right? I mean, it's like, you know, know, they say like, I mean, they they really, they say like, if you're on the go and you're always like moving, that's what keeps you young. And I, I live in New York City. So I lived a life where I was out like every night and I feel like I've aged more in the past year than ever.
1: How how does a New Yorker cope with COVID? Like, because as you know, as a New Yorker, you guys are always hustling, and bustling. Now you're like in the house.
0: Well, I personally, the first month or two or three had like a really not not. I mean, I was just in culture shock. I was just literally like, I don't right. know what to do. Like, not even really depressed. I mean, I've said this before. If I didn't have this podcast, I don't know what. Because, you know, like, here I am talking to you, you know, and you felt – because I also live alone. So, like, you felt connected. I felt connected because I was doing shows all day. That's true. But, That's true. yeah, I mean, it was more – and I have friends that were all betting against me. They were all like, you're not going to be able to handle this. And I'm like, listen, it's like a global pandemic. Like, <laughs> I think I know how to adjust my life. And am, I mean, thank you for everyone having no faith in me to, like, live my life. I was
1: to say, like, they have no trust in you. <laughs>
0: But it, it was hard, you know, it was hard because like, you're not like in the suburbs with a family somewhere like, and, you know, So yeah. it's, and we have smaller space in New York, no matter how big your apartment is, it's still an apartment. But yeah. what about you? You were in Austin, right?
1: Yeah. I just moved to Austin actually with my roommate. Uh, I lived in San Antonio when COVID happened, but then I was like, you know, let's just move during the pandemic. <laughs> and that's what happened. Now I'm up here in Austin with my roommate uh, who, Broke my back working out. Yeah.
0: We're gonna talk <laughs> about. We're gonna talk about your roommate Connor. Don't you worry.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Connor. <laughs>
0: well, where now? Where are you? Like, where are you from? Are you are you from Texas or?
1: Yeah, I, I'm from a uh, Dallas by way of Grand Prairie, so I just say Dallas, Texas. Uh, Live there and then joined the Air Force and like just went around the world did all kind of crazy stuff.
0: What made you join the Air Force? Was it just always your destiny? No.
1: No, it wasn't the destiny. It was just, I think, you know, they say birds of a feather flock together. Right. And my birds were a bunch of dumbasses. And so I didn't want to flock with them no more. And I wanted to get away.
0: Well, there's a lot worse things you could do with your life than, you know, give your service to the air force. So that that's commendable.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: (laughs) So, and then you got out of the air force and then you worked as a financial advisor.
1: Yeah, got out, became a financial advisor. Uh, I always like to brag myself and say I was the number one financial advisor in the game. I remember going up to my CEO at the time, and I literally told him, this is a uh, what was the time? $250 billion company. I told him what I was going to do, and I did it, and it felt freaking amazing. It taught me the power of manifestation, and yeah, then one day I, I was at work, uh, and I just threw my phone down, and my homeboy was like, what's wrong? With you? I'm like, bro. I want, like, love and a relationship. You know, I want a family, kids. I'm getting older. And he was just dying laughing at me. He was like, what dude says that that can get girls? And I'm like, I asked what I want, goddammit. And uh, so he just kept laughing. at I me. Mean, then, like, six months later, he, uh, he sent me a Facebook request to go to a casting call.
0: All because you threw your phone down at work and said you wanted love.
1: Yeah. I mean, he just, yeah. I was so serious, and he just was, like, dying laughing at me. Dying laughing at me. He,
0: he Was he, like, you can get girls, like, just have a good time? Like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, he was just, like, just, just hook up. And I'm, like, I don't want to just hook up. I want to, like, hook up and stay connected, <laughs> you know?
0: See, this is, well, when we get into the fan favorite moniker, that's why. This is, it's because... <laughs> you're so how how old were you at this time like i don't even know how old you are when you first got involved with the bachelor young i'm sure
1: well i mean young is relative right i was 31 when i went on the bachelorette okay 31 so this this happened to be i was 30 when my homeboy told me about the show i was yeah i was 30 when i found out about the show because i I got a call in february so my birthday is in december yeah
0: did you ever, so I mean, there you are, your friend said, here's the application, Facebook, like, did you ever watch The Bachelorette before you were on it?
1: It was so crazy. I had, so I was told you I was financial advisor. I lived in like this super, I live like in the bachelor pad. Let's just call it what it is. I was downtown San Antonio. It was a nicest apartment. Uh, my next door neighbor, she thought I was an escort because she was like, you're an escort. I'm like, Why would you say that? She's like, you're always in a suit, you come home really, really late, and you travel a lot. I'm like, so escort is what you could think of? Like, that's the first thing that comes to mind, is escort. But uh, my other friend in that apartment complex, they used to have bachelor watch parties. And she invited me over one time. Uh, that was the only episode I had ever seen in my entire life up until that point. Uh, she was like, you want to be the bachelor one day? And, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. And we left. And then... I applied for the show, never thinking I would be on the show. I was like, I I have tattoos. They don't want me. I speak my mind. I'm not their guy.
0: First of all, I love how, I mean, I didn't realize that escorts, that male escorts were associated with wearing suits. I didn't realize that. I
1: think think male escorts wearing suits is like a professional escort, right? They take their job very seriously.
0: Right. Or I guess it's like the whole boyfriend experience. Like you go out for the dinner and all that, and yeah. then you do what you got to do. Yeah. And you just figured like you had tattoos and all this, like you'll never be on the show.
1: Yeah. I was like, they're not, you know, I'm not what their show is looking for. That's what I had to assume, right? Assumptions uh, make an ass out of all of us. So that's what I had assumed.
0: What about, did you say to yourself, well, like, I'm a black man and they don't want that? Cause I mean, you never watched the no, show but, or that never, at yeah, that point but, came up. No, to, I mean, to, to like when, yourself.
1: It came up when, like, uh, when I knew the 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 what's her name, the bachelorette was Hannah Brown. I
0: right. was like,
1: oh, I was like, I'm a black guy. Like, is she gonna give me a equal opportunity, you know, chance at her? Because some people, and there's nothing wrong. We all have preferences, right? And she may not be into the, you know, into the chocolate. So, but she definitely, I mean, she she definitely was.
0: Seriously, but I mean, I, I I see. Like you know, you went through that. But what was the application process like? Was it like one, two, three? Like Bro, did you just the
1: application process was so exhausting? I literally forgot I'd even applied for the show. Like mm-hmm. at least for me. Like my roommate and some other guys, they have a different experience. We all have different experiences of how we get on the show. But for me, I I literally went to the casting call, and let me tell you about that. So I tell wasn't going to go but I was off work that day and I had nothing else to do. So I was like, well, shit, let me, let me just go to the casting call." I have nothing else to do. Um, and so I drive up there and I, I parked in a, in like a disabled parking spot because I'm a disabled veteran. And this other dude comes up, he's like, Hey, can I park there? I'm like, absolutely, man. So I, that was good karma right there. That was really yeah. good karma for me. You know, karma is real. Right. And it's this dude with his son, or this older man with his son, and his son is in a wheelchair. And so I felt, you know, really good that I gave him because he's the one who needs it. Right? Hey. We get up to the casting. It's like me, this dude, and like nine hundred girls. So first off, I was like, hell, I don't need to go on the Bachelor. This is amazing. <laughs> it was just a, <laughs> a beautiful sea of women and like a few guys. Seriously. Uh, so yeah, the, that casting call, I was, I was so myself, um, so myself. I mean, I remember going on the news that day, actually. They put me on the news because they, I had no idea why really. They just were like, hey, you're trying out for the show. And they put me on the news. Um, I remember two families came up to me because they thought I was a bachelor. It was kind of funny. Like really? they were like pawning off their daughter to me. I'm like, yo, I'm just auditioning like everyone else is. And uh, it was crazy. That was, So that was the first step. And then there's like 10 more steps after the casting fall.
0: Why were there so many girls if it was the bachelorette? where where were the guys well
1: i i I think you can apply for both at the same time they're always casting so it's girls and guys
0: got you right they weren't casting for like a particular season it was like let's just see what we have here
1: yeah let's just see what we have because it took it took me i want to say like six seven months
0: that's a long time
1: yeah i literally forgot i was like yeah whatever what what is that yeah like going about my life
0: so when they kept calling, I mean, I imagine there were like chunks of time in between, like, you know, and then they yeah. would get a call again. Like, did you ever kind of say, I want this because you wanted love? Or were you just like, I'll keep doing this? Or were you, no, did you so, start to get like, okay, now I actually want this to happen?
1: Uh, true story. I forgot. I've, no, I don't think I've ever said this one. Uh, so I get a call from a California number. And this is <laughs> normally when I get a call from a, another number, I don't answer it. Or if I do answer it, I say, bueno. Hola, ¿cómo Right, And like I try to get them to be confused and I hang up on them. And so this one particular time, I get a call from California. I'm with a friend of mine. Um, I give her my phone. And I say, hey, you talk to them. I don't want to talk to them, right? She answers the phone. She's on the phone for like 30 seconds and then hangs up. And I'm like, who was that? And she said, oh, I was a bill collector. And I was like, oh, okay. And then like a minute later, I was like, let me just call this number back. And that was the bachelor of casting. <laughs> really yeah they literally (laughs) literally got hung up on it
0: why did she say a bill collector she just didn't know who it was she didn't listen to them talk
1: oh you know i don't think she was paying attention she just was like yeah whatever
0: see that's good speaking in another language but what i do is because i mean because you never know like you said it could be the bachelor calling i usually just pick up and say like hello and then if they're like blah blah telemarketer i'm like hello hello are you oh, there? I like that.
1: I like yeah. That. And they're I like,
0: like yeah, we're here. Where are you? I'm like, well, hello. And then <laughs> and then I just hang off and then you don't answer. That's just my <laughs> trick. I like that. Well, you're just showing off that you could speak other languages, which I can't do. I just don't have those <laughs> skills. So did you, when you finally got it, were you, like, did you have any reservations with, you know, like here you are, like Air Force, bed, financial advisor, you know, like you're leading a relatively straight and narrow, respectable life? You know, no, no shade to The Bachelorette, but were you like, yeah. did you go through like, I don't know if I can do this or were you just like, let me get
1: there? No, there was definitely a, a piece of me that was apprehensive to go on the show. And it was just because I I genuinely didn't know about the show. I didn't know how big the show was until week four of being on the show. I didn't even know who Chris Harrison was, to be quite honest. And I, I, was, I had reservations because... I was like, well, does this person really want love? I look at it as like a blind date, right? I was just like, mm, does she really want love? Is it, or is it, is it just like a game show? I wasn't really certain because I had only watched one episode my entire life and it was like a one-off episode. And I really wasn't, I was like drinking and eating popcorn more than anything. Right. Uh, so those were my reservations about, is it really love? And, and I remember my boss at the time, this dude is a diehard bachelor fan. Like he has, like, you know, some guys have a fantasy football. He does fantasy bachelor. Really? And so he was like, Mike, you got to go. If you don't go and whoop your ass, like, I'm like, okay, bro. Side I side to go.
0: Is he a straight man?
1: Yeah, he's a straight man. Wow. He loves the bachelor. He said, Wow
0: interesting i mean i just assume most people that watch the bachelor are gay men and women but you know i maybe i maybe i'm making stereotypes
1: now i'm, I'm gonna tell my roommate you said that
0: you could i mean I, I can tell you the people listening to you right now on the behind the velvet Rope podcast are all gay men and straight women we have one or two straight <laughs> male listeners out there somewhere did your did your family and friends think you were crazy were they like Or were they like go go go
1: To be honest, I didn't tell nobody in my family until I got the final call. And then it was like, okay, I guess it's real. I guess I should really tell somebody about it. Because I didn't take it serious at all. I was just so lackadaisical. I was like, no, this isn't real. And then I finally got that call. My mom was like, are you going to watch, you know, are you going to binge watch the episodes? I'm like, no, like, this is reality TV. I'm just going to be real, you know?
0: And you didn't watch any other episodes except that one.
1: Didn't watch no other episodes.
0: And you really went for love. Like you were really like whatever the TV cameras are is one thing, but I'm really hoping maybe I fall in love with this girl.
1: I, I genuinely took it as I had the opportunity to fall in love with someone who I look at it as the producers did their due diligence and weeded out the bullshit. Right. I was like, they weeded out the girls that I probably wouldn't want. And so I was like, this is pretty dope. This is a cool opportunity. And I just really went to find love.
0: You guys know I've never been great in the kitchen, but that has all changed with HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes it so easy you get fresh, pre measured ingredients and amazing seasonal recipes delivered right to your front door. And you have over 25 recipes to choose from each week. There's something for everyone. They are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts. So they taste good and they're nutritional. And variety, you guys know I get bored so easily. Variety is the spice of life. You have over 25 delicious recipes to choose from every week and what i love is it cuts out the stressful meal planning and the trips to the grocery store so i no longer have to go to the grocery store these meals are ready in less than 30 minutes 30 minutes or less so i look at i work so hard for you guys on the behind the velvet rope podcast it's just me when I'm done, I go to my kitchen, everything is spelled out. There's no thought process that goes into this. It's amazing. They take all the hard work out of it for you. And the meals are delicious and they're literally ready in less than 30 minutes. Listen, I have to go make one now because I'm freaking starving. So if you go to hellofresh.com 12 velvet and use the code 12 velvet, you get 12 free meals, including free shipping. Let me just repeat that. Go to hellofresh.com slash 12 velvet. And if you use code 12 velvet, one, two velvet, you get 12 free meals. That's that's unbelievable. And it includes free shipping. You guys, this these meals are so great. 12 free meals, Listen, don't take my word for it. They're not just America's number one meal kit because I say so. You guys have to try this. Enjoy. Did you know who Hannah was before? Because you never watched it. You didn't know who she was.
1: I had no idea who that girl was. No idea. I never watched Colton's season, the season she was on prior. Uh, Yeah, I knew nothing about her (laughs) whatsoever.
0: So you get there and then you meet all these other dudes. What what was your... first reaction were you like what the hell like I mean because you never watched it
1: I was to be honest I didn't know I was on reality tv even with all the cameras there you know the big mansion like the whole setup put on microphones I don't know whether I thought I, I guess I was oblivious to it all uh, because I didn't know what I was doing until week four when we had thousands of girls screaming our name but uh when I first got there I remember there's a guy on the show named Luke, Luke S. And he said some, he said some sexual innuendo to Hannah. He was like, hey, I know you're from the South. Uh, Can I go down South? And like, I immediately went off on him. I immediately, they didn't show it on the show. But when he came out of the, when he came from seeing Hannah into the house, I was like, bro, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, this is a show about finding love. Like, what if her dad sees that? And like, I guess I was a perfect, castmate because I just always said my mind and just was speaking fluidly.
0: Yeah. And, you know, being someone who's like an expert over here at reality, that's what, that's why you're a fan favorite because people <laughs> don't, I mean, do you think, let's put you aside for a minute? Like, do you think most people go there for the right reasons? Like you looking for no. love?
1: No, I think most people go to on a show uh, to promote, their business, like we had a guy named Box King. He was so goddamn annoying. <laughs> we had, a i think girls going to show for IG following uh, and the opportunity of love, right? But they go, I think they want to show for IG following. I think guys going to show to promote something or they just, they're like, oh, it's a cool opportunity.
0: I would agree. I think the IG, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the guys probably go for the IG following too, depending upon your business.
1: I literally remember, I'm not going to say their names, but it was a couple of guys on the show that I remember having conversations with them sitting down. They're like, bro, you're going to blow up on IG. I was, when I tell you how oblivious I was, I was like, nah, ain't nobody watching this shit. I, oh, <laughs> I was so serious. Just oblivious to all.
0: And there were people in your season where you're like, yeah, that person just wants to blow up on IG.
1: Uh, well, there was one guy. I didn't know he said it, but there's a guy on our show named Jed. And uh, he literally said it on air, and I actually appreciate him for saying it. He said, hey, I came on here just to, you know, try to get my music career off the game, off the ground. And I, I appreciated him saying it. I didn't hear him say it because, you know, you have, like, one-on-one time. Uh, but I saw that part back. It was fair to me. I mean, it's a big it, opportunity.
0: I mean, that's why it's such a different show now than it was back in the beginning. Because, like, you didn't know in the beginning. And, and you didn't blow up on IG, really. You know, yeah, unless you yeah. were. But now... Yeah, I mean, I agree. It could lead to things.
1: Well, see, now they also get a lot of uh, these pageant girls that are these girls that already have like 10 to 50K already, right? So they already get girls that have some sort of buzz going. And I just had like, I think, 900 followers on IG. I, I honestly had deleted my IG for about 18 months prior. I just was not giving a damn about that stuff
0: and then you got out and someone's like mike turn your ig on and let's go
1: oh yeah it was it was like a bombardment of notifications <laughs> oh just instagram notifications and text messages
0: i mean don't you think i mean not that i'm i'm from new york so i'm cynical i'm like i'm not bitter i'm just a realist <laughs> do you but taking the it. other right like i'm just being real like I agree with everything you just said about the IG followers, but like, don't you think that even if you go there looking for IG followers, like you got a plan guys or girls, like, don't you think if you just give over to the process at some point, you know, you're still there in week 10, like you do start falling for the person or no, you think people literally are like, keep your eye on the prize. you got to come out of here and like, let's look at bachelor nation. Hey, dancing with the stars. Hey, like they have a whole plan.
1: Yeah. So I appreciate that question. That's a really good question. For one, I didn't even know what like I, I had heard of Dance with the Stars. I mean, like it's like a huge show, right? I didn't know that people from the Bachelor can go on that though. Like that was I just knew like football players going on the show because I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a guy. I watch football. Right. like Oh, Terrell Owens is on the show. That's all my thought process was, right? Or like ex singers that are kind of retired. Um, I do think though that I appreciate the people who send themselves home cause they aren't feeling the person. Right. Like I did a show called bachelor in paradise and this girl, Sydney, who the girl I was dating on the show, she told me she sent herself home uh, from the bachelor because she thought he was kind of whack. And I was like, I, I found that endearing. Right. Totally. I think for the most part, if you go on the show and you make it pretty far, I think there's some level of you liking that person. I don't think people still like, if you make it a hometown of your top four, I think all four people like the girl and or like the guy. I would hope, right? Yeah. I, I, I would hope so in some form, like you should.
0: <laughs> I would hope so as well. Yeah. What about, you know, look, it's lasted. I mean, there are couples that have lasted. I mean, yeah, barely, but, but like- yeah. Right. Barely. <laughs> you know, I mean, I- I'm old school. I was there from the beginning. So for me, it goes back to like the Tristan and Ryan's, but like, I mean, is it really? And so it's possible because here we are, but yeah. I mean, what are the chances? I mean, it's gotta be a long shot to find love on TV because it's such a condensed time period.
1: I think what people don't talk about is I think the issue becomes after you get off of TV, right? Because psychology proves that if I have an extended amount of time with someone, And we're doing like these extravagant, scariest shit things like jumping out of planes. It literally helps your bond grow. It's like when I was in the military and we would go through boot camp or we would go go to war together. That makes our bond stronger, right? It's psychologically proven. But with the show, I think that certain people get caught up in all the glitz and glam, right? And then once they are not hot no more, it's like, damn, I still got to look at you every day. Damn, you snore in your sleep like you know the the small the real life issues start to occur and you wasn't you weren't considering those things so i think that's a big part of why people don't stay together
0: i think so and right like you're doing you know chris harrison has a hot air balloon and this and that and then yeah. you're like yeah. you're like wait like what do you mean you can't afford your rent or, or like, you yeah, know, we're like you're staying like it's real life <laughs> yeah. here people yeah. You know, or distance, a lot of
1: couples break up, you
0: know, because it just like I am not moving to New York City and like someone in New yeah. York is like, I would not live in Kansas. Sorry.
1: That's the other thing. Like, yeah, this just is is huge. Like if I was on the bachelorette and I, you know, got with the got with the lady and she lives in Vermont. I'm like, hey, I ain't trying to live in no damn Vermont. No offense to people in Vermont. Like it's just not right. where I'm trying to live at.
0: Right. You know? so, so that's where it's like this sounded good, but now Yeah. Do you think a lot of couples either stay together for media attention or break up of like, okay, the flashbulbs have faded. Nobody cares anymore that we're together or not. We have to actually date now. And that fame is fleeting.
1: Let's be honest, right? Uh, When you're in a relationship off of a show about love, you gain more money. You get more ad deals. You get more followers because people know you. you, you got your acclaim from being in a relationship. So, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to deal with, right? When we're talking about, damn, baby, should we break up? If we break up, I might lose two hundred racks this year. I might lose two hundred thousand dollars, you know. And that's a that's a true thought to think of, right? You know. And so, yeah, that may make a person like try to make it work. But if you're a real individual, you know, the, the heart is more powerful than anything. So, fuck the money, quite honestly
0: see you're just a nice guy <laughs> you are i mean you went there looking for love fuck the money air force at all this is this is why well for you i mean how was your journey like when you i mean you were like what was your journey like like were you really falling for hannah like when did that yeah, happen Yeah. So
1: no let's talk about that i i was the outspoken one in the group i would say uh <laughs> i'm laughing because i remember when my roommate When he finally broke out of his shell, we were at a rugby game. It was hilarious, but uh, I was always the outspoken one. I was always honest to Hannah, uh, but I never loved Hannah. I never told her I loved her. Uh, They asked you a million times, "Do are you falling in love with this person?" And I was like, "I can see myself falling in love with her," Uh, but I never said I loved her. And I don't think Hannah really liked me either. I don't think I think she likes me as a person, right? But I don't think that. I'm her cup of tea, as I don't feel like she's my cup of tea. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I think people always get shunned for saying real stuff, but it's it's okay to not be every single person's cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, do they say that? Like, you know, I mean, do they hype it up? Like, you know, this guy is moving in on you. Like, do they really, Like, do they, like, how much are producers involved behind the scenes? Wait, I have another question. or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Rope right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE.
1: Um, so it's like, I always describe it like high school drama, right? So let's say me and your boys in high school, and I'm like, uh, you know, David, that guy likes you, right? And... Then you're like, all right, cool. And then I, I, I like, I peg him like, go ahead, go ahead and, you know, try to holler at him or whatever. And then you holler at him, then he turns you down, right? That's all the producers can do is like egg you on, for example. They can't pretty much do much more than that. Or they would, they set up dates, of course. And they prevent other people from seeing. Like if you're with somebody and I try to step in, they might prevent me from seeing that individual, but that's all they can really do. They don't tell us what to say they can't you know put words in our mouth nothing like that
0: so it's never like this person said this or like trying to oh no they
1: do instigate they definitely instigate that's the high school part of you yeah they (laughs) they instigate for sure
0: or like so i mean i doubt you saw this do you ever watch that show unreal do you know what it is it's like it's a scripted it's off the air i think it was like on lifetime it was great it was Wait, a scripted. It wasn't real, but it was, I mean, yeah based on I mean, there's no question about it. It was based on The Bachelor per se. Yeah, I heard and, of that. You know, it just showed like producers. I mean, obviously it was a fictitious show that they would do anything. You know, they would take like they would say, Well, this girl's mother died when she- of cancer when she was three. Like, let's no, exploit bad. that. Like, let's have her have a breakdown on TV, like nothing like that.
1: I I will say this. When you apply for the show, they, it, the application is so extensive, and they do know certain things about you, right So for example, uh, when I went on, there was a date to where we had to uh, like play with babies or whatever. We, all the guys we had to be put up to a similar system to so we had to feel what it was like giving birth, which is a bitch. <laughs> you know you got <laughs> it's definitely not easy. And then we had to put um, uh, clothesline clamps on our on our nipples uh, to insinuate like a baby sucking your nipples and stuff. And so the bachelor people knew that I had went through a miscarriage and it was a big deal for me, my ex. And they said, Hey, maybe you should talk to Hannah about this. And so I did, but that was all, that's really it. They, they don't, it was up to me to say it if I wanted to or not.
0: Right. Like they just suggest things.
1: Yeah. They're like, Hey, you know, this might be a good time to say, bring this up. So were you upset
0: when you were eliminated or no? Like you just, your feelings weren't there. So it was like, okay, I I can get this.
1: No, I I think I'm a pretty mature person. And I think that the show was about Hannah, right? It's whoever the lead is, that's the goddamn lead, right? And so therefore, I think so many people try to make other people happy and they try to be people-pleasing. When people-pleasing is not necessarily a good thing. When you're trying to find love, you need to be selfish to your heart and to what you want and what you desire. And so when she let me go, I mean, I was taken back, right? I was like, oh, damn, okay. But at the same time, you know, she she didn't feel me no more. So I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't super sad about it because, I mean, I was actually happy that she was one step closer to finding her love.
0: Right. And that is probably what producers say to like the bachelor of the bachelorette, like kiss everyone, be selfish. Cause like really that's the whole process. Like you're yeah, supposed you're to supposed really to be selfish. feel
1: it, you know? Yeah. Well, see, they could, <laughs> I remember Hannah, there was one, <laughs> there was yeah. two guys who did not kiss. <laughs> it's funny because like, you know, if let's say the lead kisses half of the people on the show, 15 out of 30, right. And Out of those 15, there's two that she, you know, she or he refuses to kiss. That's always hilarious. Like, it's just, you know, guy talk or whatever, girl talk, you know, like, hey, you didn't get no kiss.
0: (laughs) It's like the (laughs) writing's on the wall. Yeah. (laughs) Were you shocked that she chose Jed and not Tyler, like the rest of the world?
1: No, we weren't. We weren't, we weren't shocked at all. Like, Tyler, uh, he looks good. You know, he got the body going on or whatever, but uh, no offense to my homie, but at the time, it looked like Hannah liked short stocky guys, right? And that was Jed and that was uh Luke P. And so, and then when you're there, it would the craziest thing, right? The craziest thing that the fans don't see is like we know who the person likes. Like when you're there and you make it to like, let's say, top 10, you can tell the chemistry is just different with that one person over anyone else.
0: Really? And you can see it.
1: Yeah, you can see it.
0: Really? So, like, you're in the room and yeah. you just, there's no faking it. You're like, she likes that one or he likes yeah. that one.
1: Yeah. You just, you just know. I mean, like, if you, if, like, let's say you, you and some homies come over to my house and there's this girl here, you, you just know without me telling you if I like her. Like, you could just feel it. Like, I'm, my, my eyes are staring at her when I go into the room. I don't give a damn about no other girl. I'm just looking for her. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of what happens
0: i mean that makes sense do you think they purposely because you know sometimes you watch it and like you could think you know like even this season which we'll get into you could think who are the front runners but do you think that sometimes they purposely like for those of us at home like mislead you and who the person likes
1: Uh, oh i mean they have to right that's that's the beauty of that's the beauty of reality tv they have to mislead you a little bit
0: Well, you didn't find your love in Hannah, but you found your boyfriend. So how is your roommate, Connor, doing? (laughs) You're like bromance there. I mean, you should be happy, right?
1: No, I heard him in
0: the background. I I like heard a door shut or something.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm happy with Connor, wherever he's at. (laughs) So, I mean,
0: was that love at first sight?
1: That was, (laughs) he was the, you know, it's kind of crazy because we were the tallest guys in the house. He was one of the youngest, I was one of the oldest, and we were always roomed together, right? And we actually went home on the same episode too. Mm-hmm. And we both were in Texas, so we uh, hung out a couple of times after the show. And it was love at first sight when I saw Connor.
0: <laughs> and he yeah. felt the same way?
1: He felt, it was a mutual, it was mutual.
0: <laughs> How did you guys decide to move in together?
1: Literally, I called him one day in, during COVID, I was like, bro, I'm moving to Austin. Do you want to be my roommate? Cause Austin's too damn expensive. And that was it. He was like, yeah, I'm actually looking to do something to change something up as well. And that was literally it. Well, in a
0: way then, I mean, right. But who the hell moves during COVID to your point, but like, that yeah. must be nice. Like having Connor there, you know, like you guys are trapped in, I imagine for the most part, even
1: No, definitely. It's, it's awesome having him here because have you ever tried to like accomplish a goal? but you're just like a human being and you're lazy and you don't do it right yes connor is so enamored with the gym and so enamored with fitness that that's his whole life and i love him as a roommate because i'm i'm, I'm gonna follow suit like you know i just i just follow suit he's like yesterday he had the biggest he haw of his life because he found, figured out how costco is just so cost savings and he's like i can get all this food for prep meal prep and it, it hyped me up. He gave me energy, you know? And so that, that's awesome about having him as roommate because I feel his energy and he feels my energy.
0: So like you have, you're working out more and you're eating healthier is what you're saying.
1: Definitely. Not that you needed
0: yeah. to, but you know.
1: Uh, you know, we can always get better. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm getting ready for all my thirst traps that are coming up this summer.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we're all, I'm sure that Bachelor Nation and many people are going to be watching your thirst traps. Connor has lots of thirst traps on his IG. I,
1: Connor, mean, I, I think that's all Connor does. Is thirst trap pictures on his IG.
0: I'm not complaining. Just FYI. am so
1: Nobody <laughs> complains.
0: So does he cook you dinners? Does he cook like a healthy meal for you? Do you guys eat dinner together?
1: Never. Not once. Really? Um, he's never cooked me dinner. Not once.
0: <laughs> what about, how do you decide who gets the bigger room?
1: Um, I do, it's that simple. It's just that simple. <laughs> it's that simple.
0: I mean, you're the one who moved it to Austin, so you kind of deserve it. Yeah. Do you guys ever, like, I mean, you know, Hannah aside, do you guys ever like, like the same girl? Do you ever fight over women? Like, how does that work?
1: We've never fought over women, but we've like been attracted to the same woman, you know? And like, he'll he'll show me a girl. I'm like, yeah, bro, she hot. Or I'll show him a girl. He'd be like, Yeah, you know, she, she's, yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a winner. Uh, but that's it. We don't ever fight over a woman whatsoever. Never have. I'm certain we never will. You know, there's, there's too many people in the world to be fighting over someone.
0: That's a good attitude. Yeah. What about, cause I mean, like you said, like you were on Bachelor in Paradise also. Like how different yeah. is that? I would just imagine like strategically, it's like psychological warfare compared to the Bachelorette.
1: Bachelor in Paradise, I hate. <laughs> Bachelor really? in Paradise is like, it's like the 13th grade when, you know, you move not, you know, you know, you graduate in 12th grade and Bachelor in Paradise is the next grade. It's, uh, to me, it felt like a popularity contest. Um, you know, the high school quarterback and the prom queen, stuff like that. Uh, it's quite honestly boring. Like, you're on this island. You can't even go in the ocean. It's like, bro, why you got me on a beach? I can't even jump in the water. Uh, it's just whack. I, I just don't like it. As a fan, everyone loves it because of the drama, the intense drama, right? Me, because someone else is coming every single day. But I mean, you got, you, it's hot as hell, right? It's hot as balls. Like you got, you live in the rooms with no AC. You got these big ass like tarantulas crawling everywhere. Uh, you can only get two drinks per hour, so you can't even like feel like you're on a beach partying. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's not my cup of tea.
0: Really, you can only I'm shocked you can only have two drinks per hour.
1: Well, it used to be different, but then you know something happened to where uh, they had to make sure everyone's safety was in place. So it, it's actually a good thing that they do that because everyone's tolerance is different. You know, they pick like the small girls to be on the show. That yeah, weigh, like ninety pounds, and like I'm two thirty. And so our, we can drink two different amounts, but they don't want to, they just have a set rule. So I think it's a good rule.
0: And, and yours, that happened what, when the bachelor, when it, when they had to shut down and there was all that claim of like yeah. sexual yeah. misconduct.
1: Yeah. That was a few years before I had went on, but that was the reason why they changed it. So I think it's a good rule overall.
0: Interesting. So right. So before- people, Yeah. Do they on the Bachelor and the Bachelorette? Is it the same, or do they ply you with alcohol? Because lots of reality shows ply you with alcohol.
1: No, not on the not on the uh, ABC franchise. On even on the Bachelorette, you only get two drinks per hour. Wow, but it's different because I mean, one it's just the bros. Like you're just hanging out with the fellas. You know, you used to work out, play cards, or you get time to yourself. You can go take a nap or whatever, uh, and it feels like you're leaving. You're leaving the location more often because on group dates you go somewhere. On paradise, if you're not getting a date, you're just there every single day.
0: Yeah. So. This whole two drinks per hour though, like I could have two vodka on the rocks doubles, and you and, could have two yeah. beers. So I don't even know if that makes sense. Like it's almost like Well,
1: no, you couldn't have two vodka rocks doubles. You would have one double and that counts for two that counts for your hour.
0: Right. But still like a double vodka rocks is more than two beers. I mean, I'm not causing shade. I'm just saying like,
1: no, true. So this is the trick. What you got to do is because you know, they, they're, they pouring is a little slight. Uh, but, I hate that. But you get some wine, get a glass of wine. They, they're extra heavy with the glasses of wine. So therefore you feel a little bit more. That's how you got to do it.
0: That Okay. So if, if I'm ever on bachelor in paradise, I will order the wine. Yes. What about, so let's get into like, you were the fan favorite, so to speak, you know, you almost were The Bachelor, they chose Peter Weber instead, you know, and it became a thing, like you were going to be the first black Bachelor. Yeah. So, well, A, first of all, when you weren't chosen for that, would like, did ABC ever give you a reason or?
1: I, I still don't have no reason. No, whatsoever. I just... No, I, I, I don't know whatsoever. I don't know, know at all.
0: And then, you know, because when Mike Fleiss asked the Twitter universe, that's when it started trending, like Mike for Bachelor. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like when you didn't get it, before you didn't get it, like there was, I imagine, a period like when you first applied that where you were in the mix for a while, right?
1: Yeah, when I, uh, one, I didn't even know what the hell the position was to be the Bachelor, right? Because I was so oblivious and, ignorant to how the show process works but when they said hey you know we want to audition you to be the bachelor I was like hell yeah I'm ready for that like I get you know 30 women I get the opportunity to find love absolutely I would love that opportunity and so I interviewed did all that good stuff and I know that Peter interviewed and I think it was some other guy from our season interviewed uh, but I said that I said they would pick Peter so I wasn't really tripping whatsoever I felt that Peter was just the person that they wanted.
0: Really, you?
1: Yeah, felt I, I really felt that. Yeah, I just felt Peter's the guy.
0: Why did you feel that?
1: Uh, I am extremely polarizing at times. Like I speak my mind uh, freely. I am extremely strong in that regard. Uh, I am unapologetic. Uh, I am respectful. I am, uh, you know, I can read a room and understand what's going on, but at the same time. I say the things that the audience wants, like that the audience is thinking. But when you go on TV, you're kind of apprehensive to say, like, I just don't give a damn. I am going to say what's my mind. Right. Yeah.
0: Do you think that's why you weren't chosen? Like, or did you, well, before we even get there, like when you thought you were in the mix, even though you thought it was going to be Peter, like, mm-hmm. did you have the mental, like, okay, if I'm, you know, other than the fact that you're going to go on and find love, were you like, I could be the first black bachelor like was that a thing like weighing of significance in your mind or you yeah, didn't even I, get there emotionally and mentally inside
1: no I definitely got there because I understood I understood like the the significance that that weight holds like, I'm a full black guy uh I come from like black culture I guess you would say I you know I grew up in all black household and I remember talking to my friends I was like bro like what if I like a white girl you know because I'm an equal opportunist. I don't discriminate against uh, like my race of women, right? And so I know that in the black community, since there's never been a black bachelor, that would be, I would kind of be shunned upon, right? Like, oh, he don't like black women. And so I definitely thought about that. It, it came it came to my mind quite often, but at the end of the day, I didn't give a damn because love is love. And so I'm, I'm gonna love whoever the hell I love.
0: And then were you upset when you didn't get it or
1: Uh, not, not with Peter. When Matt became the bachelor, I was a little annoyed because I just felt like two years in a row, (laughs) I was by far the fan favorite. And I just felt like there was, uh, there was some behind the scenes things working out the way that Matt became the bachelor. And I got over it within like 15 minutes, but in the, in the moment, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, what behind the scenes things working out?
1: Uh, well, no, I just don't know how Matt was on The Bachelorette and then he became The Bachelor. I, I just, I never knew how that worked.
0: Was there, because I don't really remember. This is like a real question. I don't remember. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. I ask questions I know the answers to. But was there this thing where they were like, we are, because I can't remember, were they, were they like, we're going to have our first black bachelor? Like, before Matt got it, were they like, uh, we're actually looking only for a black man? I, I can't remember if mm, that was like a thing.
1: I don't know if that was a thing between the people that decide who the bachelor is. I know that with Bachelor Nation that we had over, I think, 250,000 signatures, to have a lead of color because the show in its existence never had a lead of color. Uh, And so, you know, Black Lives Matter going on, uh, the killings of innocent black uh, men and women. Uh, The show, one of the biggest, that's the biggest love reality TV show at the time. Uh, Never having a black bachelor since 2002. Uh, And it's now 2021 and we just now have our first black bachelor. Uh, I think that the show felt pressure definitely mm-hmm. get a black lead and or a lead of color because uh, i always i hate when people say people of color and then only think black like we have indians we have asians so there's other races that are also of color and so i think that they maybe felt pressure but i don't think that they were like we have to pick a black lead I, that's something i don't know
0: but then like did they talk to you for this season like you were heavily in the mix so to speak
1: so that's 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 the reason that i, I wasn't spoken to at all whatsoever and only then, during, only uh, only during Peter's season did I get it uh, was I considered uh for the when Matt became the bachelor there was no no consideration no call nothing
0: like you found out when the rest of the world did yeah and you were not overly happy
1: i was just i was bamboo i was taken back i was taken back uh not because it's Matt, because I think I know Matt personally and Matt truly is fucking phenomenal. He's I don't know, I mean, I don't know if you've seen his body. The boy's in shape. Uh looks good, you know. He, I think he, possibly he, the he hottest bachelor
0: on. of all time.
1: Yeah, like so he's got it going on for sure. Uh he really, really does. No no shade against Matt whatsoever. Uh it to me it was more of I just was unsure how that how that became to be because he was on the bachelorette. And then they took him off the Bachelor, and then he just suddenly became the Bachelor.
0: Right. Yeah, I I could see said, why. Yeah. You would, said, no, yeah. I mean yeah. <laughs> I, I could see why you wouldn't be thrilled. You know, considering. And then, well, then once you got past that, was it like, okay, this is still a great thing because we need this in the world? I like got to, I
1: I literally within. No exaggeration. I'm not saying this because I'm on the, on your podcast. This is just how my personality is. Within 15 minutes, I was perfectly fine. Maybe within five minutes, I was like, "Okay, it is what it is." Uh, you know, my wife is my lady is still out there, and she's fine as hell, and she's you know working her ass off. She probably don't even want to go on TV, and that was my personal thought. And then it was, yeah, I'm happy for Matt. I mean, I know the guy personally. Uh, I gave him some advice to when he going on the show. So I'm happy for him. I know he's gonna be he's going to be the best bachelor there ever has been. And that's yeah, I'm happy for him. That was my thoughts.
0: What advice did you give him?
1: Uh, one, he better be in shape. He he better have a phenomenal body because there's a level of vanity within all of us. I don't care, I'll argue anybody about it. And when we as fans look at the show as the lead, we want you to, you know, look good. And he definitely took that advice because he looks amazing. And I said, treat the women like your mother told you to treat women. That was all I gave him.
0: Which, yes. I mean, listen, they, they, they love their gratuitous shirtless shots of Matt, at yeah, least this did. season. But we've seen, yeah, <laughs> I feel like, more shirtless scenes already <laughs> than many other. I, I
1: don't think no one's complaining, though. I don't think no one's, nobody's complaining.
0: No. But that's good that you got over it within 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean... I can't control what's out of my what's out of my realm of, of you know, I can't control it. So why cry over something that literally has zero control though? Something I can do? Why cry over something that I never even knew was a position that I could get? Why uh, the only thing that made it feel bad was that two years in a row I felt like I was uh, not chosen. And it it, it, it could be anything. It could be going on a basketball court when someone doesn't choose you, like, man. F you too, I didn't get chosen to play basketball with you guys today, you know? So it's it's just like that feeling.
0: What about, I, this is not me saying this, but listen, people these days, you could bow down to everyone in the world and someone's going to come at you with cancel culture and say something. So I read a lot of stuff online that said some people feel that Matt is a cop out because he's like half black and half white
1: yeah what about feelings on that yeah what about that that? uh, i'll speak extremely honestly (laughs) i think that matt is the perfect choice for the bachelor and i'll leave it at that
0: that's a good answer do you think that there's pressure? Cause I mean, you mentioned this when you were psychologically going through it. Like, do you think there's pressure? I mean, look, he's going to pick who he's in love with. Like, that's very simple. That's how it's going to work. Like, yes. do you think now, let's just say it, it's a white woman and however yeah. many weeks that we have left, mm-hmm. I mean, good for him. Cause that's why you're there to fall in love. Like, do you feel there's now going to be like, you know, there's going to be some comments I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Um, I've I've spoken to Matt about this and we all just want Matt to like just F the haters, man. Like just find your love. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we all love Matt. I love Matt. He's a great guy. I just want him to find his love. If she's white, she's white, she's black, she's black, she's Indian, she's Indian. If she's yellow, I'm like, yo, she got a sister. Like, (laughs) That's pretty much it. Like it just, you can't, at the end of the day, like you said, there's always going to be critics and it doesn't, the only thing that matters is who's in your bed next to you. And if you guys are happy.
0: That's true. That's good advice. Well, part of the reason you're still looking for love is because it didn't work out between you and Demi Lovato. So tell me about that. (laughs) I mean, you didn't think I was, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only person that likes to bring this up when they have a moment with you. (laughs)
1: Um, She's a wonderful woman.
0: (laughs) Anything else you want to say?
1: She's a wonderful woman. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, let me ask you this then. I mean, do you ever get, so like, there you are, whatever happened, like, you know, you guys flirted, you went out, we, 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 we know you went out at least once or twice. Like, were you ever intimidated by like, holy shit, this is like a superstar of the world here? Like, are you that type? I mean, were you with her? Or and, no, you cut through all that and like one-on-one.
1: I'm not that type. I'm not, yeah, I don't get intimidated by a human being.
0: Well, I'm, okay, just, you know, listen, I didn't think, well, no, no, I didn't think you were going to sit here and kiss and tell and give me all these details about Demi Lovato that I already don't know. But how about this? Tell us, it could be innocent and fun. Tell us something about Demi Lovato that would shock us that we don't know.
1: She has an amazing voice.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Fine, you're not going to give me a crumb. That's fine. Listen, you can't. You can't fault a girl for trying, right?
1: (laughs) I can't, I can't.
0: So, have you ever, has anyone else, how about this question, has anyone else famous ever slipped into your DMs? There's a lot of Bachelor fans out there.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll say yeah. I'll say it like that. That's as far as I'll go.
0: (laughs) And you don't want to tell us who it is. I won't say who. But look at, I mean, like you say, like you didn't know The the Bachelor in the beginning and how big it was. Like, look, Tyler is with Gigi Hadid. You're with Demi Lovato. Like, the, this is The Bachelor. Are you, like, when did you, I guess you said it was like four episodes in that you realized like, oh, this is a huge thing here.
1: Yeah, only, f- yeah, four episodes in. The first three episodes, I didn't know what the hell's going on. Episode four, we went on a date, like a group date, and it was thousands of girls screaming our names. And I was like, whoa, how do y'all know us? Okay, this is like a thing.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's a big thing. Yeah. What about your single now?
1: I'm making the love that I want. <laughs> you see I start get I get really really quiet and succinct when about my personal love life. <laughs> I've learned lessons. I've learned in the past. So
0: you learn that if you say you're not single, it will be something. And if you say you are single, that will be something else.
1: (laughs) I've just learned, you know, they say a smart person learns from their mistakes. A genius, a genius learns from the mistakes of others. And let's just say I'm not a genius.
0: So you learn from your own mistakes.
1: I learn from my own mistakes.
0: Okay, well, let's assume <laughs> that you are single for a minute or even if you're not. Like what is your like okay. do you have a type? You know, like you said like physical like physical yeah, counts. Yeah,
1: I, I do I definitely have a type. I I uh I find balance absolutely attractive and I when I say balance I'm talking about uh extremely ambitious on one end this, despite whatever uh field of ambition it is and then on the other end it's like a lady in a tree and a freak in the sheets. I love that. Um, I adore someone who cares about legacy and someone who cares about, uh, they're strong-minded. Like, they can argue, they have a backbone. Like, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I want my girl to, like, not just succumb to whatever I think. I want her to, like, no, Mike, you're wrong. You know, I, I effing love that. I love that. I adore that. I like eat that up when she can tell me I'm wrong and like have an opinion and speak her mind. And then you know, later on that night we'd be, you know, kissing in bed. I I love that.
0: So you yeah. want someone just not to kiss your ass and to speak up?
1: Yeah. It's it's not quite it's not that hard, quite honestly.
0: No. What about okay, so like physically like famous, like who famous would you say is your type?
1: Who famous would I say is my type? I think Megan the stallion without makeup I think uh, I like Sabrina Claudio. Her voice is just oh, to die for. I think Charlize Theron. I love her height. I love her edge when she got a short haircut. I ugh. I like uh, <laughs> I like on Tiktok. I've been seeing a lot of Indian women on my Tiktok. Like you know, Tiktok like it knows what you like. I've been seeing a lot of women that look like Princess Jasmine on my Tiktok for some reason.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, so maybe that's like a Priyanka Chopra.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I I just love it.
0: Well, you know, why don't you DM Nick Jonas and ask, you know, maybe, (laughs) I think she has a big family.
1: I think she has a big family. (laughs) I'm sure she does. Listen, I'm just
0: trying to help you out over here. I'm just, you know, not that you need my help. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I definitely need it.
0: <laughs> what about, you know, cause we talked about like how it is not likely that it works out on TV. Like, what do you feel about this whole new, like Claire and Dale? I mean, did you really feel like yeah. Claire and Dale were going to make it?
1: That, that's a, that's a sucky situation. Uh, cause it's like legit what they got engaged, like maybe what, 60 days ago. I don't know. Like something extremely quick. Uh, it does suck. I feel bad for them. I really do. I feel that, me personally, if I say the words, I love you, that shit is not ending that quick, right? Uh, period. Take it how you want. Um, I don't know what took place in their relationship, so I'm not going to speak about it, uh, but I do hope that they. I'm sending both of them positive vibes and it sucks because they were like, you know, all out there, they were extremely flamboyant about their relationship. And so, to be so flamboyant and it, it, it burns the way it did has to, has to be a heart wrencher, it has to suck. I would think so. Yeah.
0: Do you think that, I mean, did you stand by Claire when she quote unquote blew up The Bachelorette and left after like three weeks?
1: Yeah, I, if I was, cause me and my, me and my roommate Connor, we spoke about that, like if we were on the, if we were castmates on the show, I'd have been pissed. I was like, yo like well, so what about me? You know, I would have I would have felt like Martha, 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 right? I would've had that little thought going on. Yeah. But as not a castmate, just as a fan watching the show, um, I was like, damn, girl, know what she wants. You know? It was like she she knows exactly what she wants. And seem, seemingly so so does Dale. Uh, I think that there's always a level of speculation because it's like, you oh, hold the hell up. How did, how did y'all like know this quick? But then also we all know someone who has a love story like that. And so there's always that possibility in the back of our minds.
0: Totally. Do you think yeah. like if Claire now took a moment and regrouped and called ABC, like, should they give her another chance as the bachelorette?
1: Um, I'm not really a fan of, doing the the lead multiple times. I'm not really a fan of that. I I personally like watching someone's journey. Like, for instance, one of the girls on Matt's season, I want to see them become the Bachelorette, um, and then so forth and so on. I think that there's too many amazing people in Bachelor Nation to give it the the highest honor to the same person multiple times.
0: That makes sense. Okay. Do you think... Tayshia was a good replacement for Claire.
1: Tayshia, awesome. I know Tayshia personally. Tayshia legit is... Tayshia, what we don't... All we do is, you know, we talk about someone's looks, right? And we know the girl look good. But more than that, outside of that, her emotional intelligence is bar none. I think that's Tayshia's strongest suit. Like, she speaks her mind. She has no problem putting someone in check. She, and she does it in such a respectful manner. And she has no problem following her heart because like I said earlier, so many times people want to be people pleasing, which can be more detrimental. Taysha is not a people pleaser when it comes to her heart. And so I think that she was absolutely amazing as a bachelorette. Well, also,
0: you know, to that point about like speaking your mind, what about, I mean, I don't know if this is such a big deal, but you know, like, especially like, look, this season on, I mean, it happens every season, but like you have all these girls, we just had the new girls last, you know, a few weeks ago on the bachelor on The Bachelor, like, get out of the car. Some of these girls walk up, they kiss Matt. Now, yeah. if you got out of the car and walked up and stuck your tongue down Hannah's throat, it would be, yeah. I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, is that a big deal? Like, it is still like a difference. They're, they're just different shows.
1: No, let's call it how it is. There is sexism on the show. Like, uh, I fuck, I shouldn't have said that. I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that. Somebody will pick that up in a critic and be like, Mike's terrible. But it is what it is. Like, there are certain things that girls can do on the show that guys can't do. And there's certain things that guys can do on the show that girls can't do. Is it fair? Absolutely not. I don't think that no guy on our season could have just flat out made out with Hannah Brown as soon as they got out the limo. I, I, I just don't I – don't, I don't see any guy on any season kissing Claire out of the limo just flat out or Taisha just flat out. I, I just don't see that happening
0: yeah i can't either
1: yeah i I, yeah i just i I just don't
0: (laughs) or i mean you know this season i forgot her name because we're still figuring out certain names but you know the girl who brought the dildo
1: (laughs) i think her name is katie (laughs) katie that is
0: yes so i mean you know if you brought a dildo to hannah how would that have gone over
1: well my first thought is I mean, David, why would I need a deal I, I already got the package.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> True. But you know, I'm just, just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what my no, point uh, is.
1: No, I got you. I got you. I'm just being playful. Uh,
0: you could be playful.
1: I think that could play more better. That could play better than, you know, kissing someone blindfolded per se, because they can't consent, right? Uh, someone's blindfolded. You can't consent to a kiss. Uh, but I think a dildo is a bit more playful. I, If someone, if a girl brought me a dildo, I was like, what "The hell I need this for?" You know, that's 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 for you, bud. Uh, I, I would I would probably find it funny in the moment, but I would probably think that she isn't there for love. You know, right? Yeah.
0: Who do you think is like some of the front runners this season? Like as you watch with Matt. I th-
1: I think Abigail, uh, I think Bree. Uh, he definitely likes those two women, I believe. Uh, there's my roommate. Say hi. What's up? I don't know if you can see Hello, name. Connor. Sorry hey, to wait.
0: <laughs> Sorry to wake you up.
1: He can't. He can't hear you. He can't hear you. Uh,
0: Him and I are speaking next week. He probably doesn't even know. He's scheduled to come chat with me too.
1: Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> What's up? Tell oh, hey David, I think we're Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You got to speak in next week. That's yeah. what I just said.
0: <laughs> we're, we're on. See?
1: You see?
0: Listen, Connor can stop by. Next week when I speak to Connor, you can feel free to stop by too, Mike.
1: I'll, I'll stop by.
0: <laughs> and I think he really likes Sarah, who took herself out of it. I mean, to that yes. point, like Sarah yes. was legitimate, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely so. I think, I... Man, I feel, you know, I remember that episode and I felt bad because obviously, you know, family over everything. Uh, it, it's just a heart-wrenching situation. I feel, uh, you know, my, my my prayers go out to Sarah. Yeah.
0: And then, like, to your point about IG followers, like, I don't know, Vic- Victoria, Queen Victoria cannot be there for long. <laughs> I mean... Listen, I, right now, I think you would say she's the number one person that people are going to remember out of these girls for now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So people, uh, I had a, a guy on my podcast, he said, uh, man, how does it go? Uh, what bleeds is what people, what bleeds is what leads, right? And so uh, like after on this podcast that we're talking about right now, I've said so many eloquent points, but the only one and or two negative things that I've said is what's gonna run with, right? And it's annoying. It's it really is heart wrenching. It makes people not even want to do interviews. But um yeah, she's she's what's bleeding right now. And so she's she's leading, you know, in terms of popularity.
0: And I do agree with you. I think that you could say the most positive, happy things in the world. It's just this is the culture we live in. It's strange. Yeah. yeah. And you know what it is like, just cause I mean, my podcast does get picked up in the media a lot. Like the quotes are never wrong. It will never be an incorrect quote. Cause then we have a lot of legal issues, but the headlines, these, these magazines, there's nothing incorrect when you read the article, but the headlines, man, that's where it's like a lot of creative Liberty. You're like,
1: it's it's because no one wants to read and, or listen to the entirety of what took place. It just, a by and, or like what, what is said is true. But if I give you a, if I read a paragraph and one sentence, one out of seven of those sentences is like really like provoking and or polarizing, we only care to hear that one sentence as the headline, right? When all the other six sentences could have been beautifully said and so eloquent and respectful, but yeah, it is what it is.
0: I agree. And I think Victoria, something's going to happen after this. Like she's just, I don't know if she's headed to bachelor nation, but going to, I don't think ABC is done with her just yet.
1: Oh no, not at all.
0: What about who is your least, I guess you didn't really watch. I don't know if you know, like who I was going to say, who's your least favorite bachelorette and bachelor ever.
1: Yeah. Or favorite. It's it's unfair. The only bachelorettes that I know, uh, I didn't, I, I know Rachel Lindsay, but I didn't even watch her season. I know Hannah Brown, obviously. And I know, Claire and Taysha, that's, that's really it. And, and Peter and Matt, that's really it. So I don't, I can't really answer that.
0: But I I think Matt is doing a great job too.
1: I've always said Matt's going to be the best bachelor period. I hope that's the headline that gets picked up because I continue to say it.
0: (laughs) i well, that should be that because I mean, it's the most current. Yeah. And hopefully he'll find someone maybe who knows. I mean, I, I have visions of him. If he doesn't find someone, this is in my backstory that in like two months, he's going to go running after Sarah who left. And that's how it's all going to play out. As soon as Sarah left, I'm like, I don't know. I, I think he really likes Sarah.
1: That, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: So is the reason you're not going to talk to me about Demi Lovato because you really just want to save it for your own podcast now that you have a podcast? <laughs> is that what it is?
1: I, I, you know, like I said earlier, a smart man learns from their mistakes, a genius learns from the mistakes of others. I am not a genius.
0: Well, let's talk about your podcast then. Where let's
1: do
0: it. talking <laughs> it out is the name of it. Where yes. like how did this come about? Tell me everything. Yes.
1: It it came about cuz of how polarizing I could be and how just authentic and just don't give a damn of my personality. You know, I say I say what people are thinking, but and with that, you got to take the brunt of that as well. And so we keep it extremely real in our podcast. Uh, we talk about things outside of The Bachelor. So for example, we just, we get to talk about racism. We get to talk about financials and prenups and the relationships, we get to talk about cheating. We get to talk about the people on both sides of it. We get to talk to some people that only go after rich individuals and get babies by them. Uh, like all the juicy stuff and the real stuff, We I can't wait till we get to talk to uh, some politicians on completely opposing sides. Uh, and get their thoughts and, and how they view things. Um, and then it's all about the male psyche. And so one of our recent podcasts, we'd speak about, uh, we speak to Nigel Barker. He's a, was an American Next Time model. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal guy. And it was just, you know, three guys just talking and he was talking about his wife and how she was never, ever like jealous or insecure about him having all these beautiful supermodels around him. And just the guys talking, and and he was like, "Yeah, women need to know if you're jealous and are insecure like that, you're pushing your guy away." So we get to to talk real. It's like barbershop talk.
0: I like that. Yeah. Just kind of cutting through. uh, We we just had some people from America's Next Top Model on too. I mean, awesome. Different type. You know, they we were here more to say some things about Miss Tyra Banks, but that's a whole nother story. But that's what you—that's
1: the goal of your podcast. Have you just, ever had Miss J on? No, but I want Miss J. You got to get Miss J on. You got to get Miss J. I want Miss J. J. Is sassy. You got to get Miss J.
0: Miss Jay. Miss J. I mean, those are the best guests. Just people. I mean, I'm like you. I just want to cut through all the bullshit and let's just be yeah. honest and have like an honest yeah. conversation. And there's no right answers, you know. But Miss J is very. What about so you get into like psyches of people who are like, you know, this woman dated me just for my money and that's okay. I like that. Yeah, I
1: want to, I want, because like there's two sides to it, right? I want to be able to talk to the women who have children by only celebrities, like only, you know, these rich guys and they get a nice check. They Mm -hmm. have a, they're very, very well set. And then I also want to talk to, the guy, right? I think it's amazing to hear both sides, so that the audience can choose how they feel. Because I think that it's like when people break up, there's not one side to the story, there's not two sides to the story, there's three sides to the story, right? And I want us to be able to have storytelling time to where people can decide for themselves and they hear both sides and they can come up with their own resolution.
0: I, that's a hundred percent my style too. People are always DMing me and they're like, why aren't you speaking? Why aren't you giving? I'm like, that's not what it's about. When you're on my podcast, it's your time to tell your truth and my opinion. Yeah, I have my opinion. There's a lot of people that come on and use this for press and all that, but it's not about me. It's about like everyone that's listening decides like, is this person full of shit? Are they honest? (laughs) Everyone will think you're honest. No, there's people that come on and I ask them questions and they're talking the whole time. And I'm like, I don't believe a word you're saying to me, not, not one word. Like, just like you're saying that, like the negative is going to be picked up. Oh, there are people that come on here that want it to go all over and they will specifically say things just to get impressed. And I'm like, I don't believe a word you're saying, but that's not, that's not up to me. It's up to the
1: audience. That's a good point. Cause you know, everyone knows if you're in this world, negativity spreads faster than positivity. So therefore, and then all press is good press. That's how some people feel. Totally. Uh, yeah, I get that. I definitely get that.
0: But I, I think you're at, that's, that's the right way to do a podcast. It's like to just let everyone decide. Cause it's, you're just the yeah. host. You're just the conduit. Yeah. What do you love best about your podcast from one podcast host to the next? And what, what do you think is the biggest challenge?
1: I think just, the the coolest part is having a script, but then completely forgoing the script, like just, you know, the conversation just rides you when you ask me a question, you have no idea how I'm going to respond. Like, you may certain questions you may ask, and you may know I may not speak to it. But then other questions, I'm just going to speak freely. And I think that's the best part about it. The worst part about it is when you get a guest on that has an extremely limited amount of time. And it's like, it's like, bro, come on, like, can we can we get the, can we get into it? You know, that's, that just sucks. I hate that.
0: It's just kind of like, why are we even doing this? Like, I didn't yeah. force you to do this today or tomorrow or next week. I gave you a choice of like 8,000 times.
1: Yeah. And you're like, oh, I got 15 minutes. Like, bro, come on.
0: <laughs> you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> what about, do you love working with co-bachelor nation, Mr. Brian Abisola? Yes. So, winner?
1: yeah, Brian Abisola, he's a, uh, He's a doctor, right? He has a doctor degree and it is true. He is very methodical, right? And everything he does. And I am, I can be that way, but I'm more so off the cuff and just freestyle and everything I feel. And my questions are very uh, just off the cuff right then and there. And so I like working with him because he thinks about everything, literally. And it makes makes me, I remember saying to him like, whoa, I feel like I'm not I feel like I'm not doing good enough right now. I got to think about this this and that, you know.
0: So he comes in all prepared and you're just like, I'll I'll figure it out during the interview.
1: Yeah, he's very prepared. He's extremely prepared.
0: Is is Connor jealous that you're spending all this time with this other man?
1: <laughs> Connor gets Connor is the number one person in my life. He gets my most time. Okay. <laughs>
0: Connor's your husband and Brian could be your mistress. <laughs> right.
1: That was funny.
0: Connor approves of Brian, right?
1: Connor approves of Brian, yes.
0: Okay. Just <laughs> want to make sure. Well, that's good. I mean, are you guys, you guys cover some Bachelor stuff too?
1: We do. I mean, we've had Matt James on, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we 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 dabble into it. Uh, like we asked Emmanuel Acho if he would uh, ever be a contestant on the show. We asked Nigel Barker if he would ever be the host of the show after Chris retires. Uh, So we we sprinkle it in a little bit.
0: I like it. I like
1: it. A little sprinkle, but our show is so much bigger than just Bachelor Nation. Right. Um, It's just, it's two guys. uh, He's older, married, I'm younger, and not married. And we just talk it out. I love it. Yeah.
0: What else is, what's next for you besides the podcast? Uh, What else is going on? Not that you need anything else going on. I I, I have nothing else going on in life except this podcast. So, but just curious.
1: I appreciate that back piece because when people say that, I remember my dad was like, "So what are you doing now?" I'm like, "Bro, I just did this, this, and this." He's like, "Okay, and what are you doing now?" I'm like, "Damn, give me a break here." But uh, so I have my book out. It's a uh, best-selling author, independent, making the love you want. I also uh, have a TV show that I curated, uh, executive produced myself. Uh, it's all about things that were within my book, uh, insecurities and how to overcome them. Uh, it's going to be coming out here soon. Uh, and then I'm also, there's something big that I have up my sleeve, but I can't say it just yet.
0: Okay, so hold on that for a minute. What is this TV show? Like, where is this TV show coming out?
1: Um, I, we're in the editing process right now. still. So, uh, maybe in the next two weeks, I might release the trailer because the trailer, I just got the trailer back just yesterday. Wow, um, It's it, it's phenomenal. It's, you know, like, I'm gonna say a motivational thing. The crazy thing is, is I had this idea for like, two, three years, um, I wrote my book and I have this TV show for the same reason. I had friends committing suicide and I'm like, yo, what the hell, man? Like, you know, we, we all go through something strenuous and or something that is eating at us. And I wanted to be someone that could find a solution. And so I feel that media, you know, has such a wonderful outlet. And so therefore if someone reads what I wrote in my book or someone watching my TV show, it may help them through their situation. And so that's how it created, that's how, cre- uh, that's how it formed. Because I remember looking on Instagram there was this little girl, like eight years old, she had a pair of scissors and she was looking at like a Victoria's Secret magazine and she was trying to cut her stomach and that shit just broke my heart, you know? And I was like, I can't imagine having children and if I have a daughter, she's looking at this girl in a busted challenge on TikTok And she's like, I don't have an ass, or I don't have tits, or whatever the case may be. And it's just heart-wrenching. Or for the guys, like one of my homeboys has he he used to have gynoplastia, right? Male boobs. And he never took a shirt off in public. I never paid attention because I, you know, he's just my homeboy. But when he told me, I was like, oh yeah, your shirt's never off, I guess. And so I just want to create something that literally speaks directly to it. And with our writing and the editing and our directing, we help you get through it.
0: And like, don't, so do you look back and say that decision to go on the bachelorette? I mean, that has to, you know, to open doors, like you're not a financial planner anymore. Like this is, you know, like, so you must, that's a great byproduct, right?
1: No, definitely. I mean, I had this idea prior to, but the fact that I don't have uh, let's let's just say a nine to five anymore, allows for creative freedom and time to do other things.
0: And this big, big announcement, which you can come back on and talk yeah. about, is this Bachelor right. Nation related?
1: No, not at all. This is completely Mike Johnson. And it is... You, I, I'll come back on, yeah. I think your audience would like to know.
0: Huh. <laughs> if you're cast in some hit sitcom on ABC or some soap opera, some big acting (laughs) job. This this is where my mind goes. It just goes to, you can come back on though.
1: That's awesome. Thank
0: you for that. You can come back on anytime you want. You can come back on just to like recap five weeks from now where we are with our friend Matt James. (laughs) And if you ever want, if you ever want like the gay guy perspective on your podcast, feel free
1: to call. We do need the gay guy perspective, seriously. That's a good point. We really do.
0: Right? Like, just, I'm trying. You know.
1: I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm sh- i have shout her out before I'll shout her out again. I want Nikita Dragon uh, mm. on our podcast. I, I, I want her on our podcast.
0: That's a good uh,
1: one. Yeah, I got to gotta, gotta get her on our podcast. Nikita Dragon.
0: Do out. you, because I mean, I, no, that's a good, I mean, I still, well, two things. Do you still, it's almost like you get excited, like when you get a guest you want, right? You're like, this is a great yeah. get, and then I don't know about you, but like, do you find that you misjudge? Because look, sometimes I'm like, this person's going to be amazing and they are. Other times I'll admit it. I'm like, all right, this person, fine. I'll talk to them. I don't really yeah. want to. And then yeah. other times you are so excited and the person gets on and you're like, what a letdown. Like, <laughs> I mean, like that, it's, it's I, yeah. I've had it. I've had it all ways where, right? Do you have, do you find that? that?
1: That has already happened, yeah. There's been times where I'm like, we got this guest, really? Like, but then I've been taken aback and I was extremely happy that we got them on. Um, and that's the beauty of it, right? You just never know. But then also what I, what I appreciate as a podcast host is when my guest says, oh yeah, that's a good question, right? Because they're not, they weren't expecting that question. And so totally. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I gotcha.
0: gotcha, bitch. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's you, what <laughs> I, I love the producer part of it. That's one of my yeah. favorite parts. Like nobody gives yeah. me my questions. They come from me.
1: Yeah. I love that.
0: Well, anyway, you'll come back on. I'll come on your podcast any day you want. Listen, if you can't get Nikita Dragon, you can call me. I got you. And w- is there anything else? Cause I have my own agenda. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about that we didn't cover here today? I like to give people a chance at the end to the floor. is I yours. I, I
1: really appreciate that. Um,
0: plug away to any causes, like anything that's on your mind that I did not bring up.
1: And I think that we need more men to be a part of big brothers and big sisters of America. Uh, I'm a mentor with them. We have a lot of beautiful women, but we need guys to be uh, mentors, uh, as well. We got a lot of these kids out here that, you know, could use a, a just a male figure in their life. Uh, check out my book making the love you want it's a best-selling author independent i did it independent no no publisher no big time new york publisher uh, it's a freaking phenomenal book I, I i do say so myself um and make sure this weekend you know if, if you're eating something that tastes good know that you look good doing it that's it i
0: like that i like that <laughs> especially during covid it's all about you gotta eat man you gotta eat. yeah
1: you got you got to I like
0: that. What's your favorite? Like, do you have a favorite food? Like a go-to?
1: Um, adult brownies. Really? Yeah. Ad- uh, give me a good old adult brownie. I'm in I'm heaven. You,
0: like, <laughs> you like your edibles? I, I do. Okay. I, do. I like my vodka on the rocks, as I alluded to earlier. So listen, we all there have we our go. poisons, right? There, there we a, go. A double gray goose on the rocks with like a lime. Let me tell you, there's nothing better.
1: <laughs> a double gray goose on the rocks. Have you ever had a Old fashioned tequila base.
0: No, I don't think tequila I have based, tequila
1: base. Tequila base old fashioned. Chess really? Chips. Yeah. I yeah. like
0: tequila. I like tequila on the rocks too.
1: Yeah, um, definitely so.
0: I'm just like on the. I, I just like it on the rocks.
1: <laughs> I just, I just like it on the rocks.
0: <laughs> Where can everybody find you online that wants to follow you, follow your podcast, your book? How can people find you?
1: Uh, podcast talking it out be in that's talking it out be as ambassador in bachelor, N as a nation you can find us on uh, Spotify on Apple on the Wondery app on Twitter on Facebook on Instagram uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Mike underscore Johnson or Twitter Mike Johnson one
0: and as we head into the summer you promised everybody earlier in the show thirst traps so now people are going to be holding you to it
1: yes Connor is going to make sure that my body is right for thirst traps <laughs>
0: I heard him in the background. Well, Connor posts about like, yeah, here it is. It's 5 a.m. And I just ran like 19 miles. And I'm like. Dude,
1: that's why I love him as a roommate. He is, I swear to God, Connor is like, when he has a goal, he he gets it, period. Period. He makes it happen.
0: I love it. I'm like a morning workout person. I don't run 19 miles, but I go to the gym. I I like to wake up and go right to the gym. It's just,
1: let's get it over with. We're, we're morning workout people too i would say yeah but every every now and then we get a little itch and we might do a little night workout too but for the most part it's a morning workout
0: i love it well tell connor thank you for making a guest appearance i will see him next week or the week after feel free to yeah. pop in thank you for not rushing through this like you said no, i really
1: i understand it because I, I just i'm like bro come on like you're on my podcast like actually let's talk
0: People don't realize like it's a, it's a different art form. It's not the 10 minute interview. I, I've had people I've wanted out on my podcast that are like, I can give you 15 minutes and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. It's not going to work. Yeah.
1: It's like, come on now. What is it? What, what am I going to do with this? This this lip asparagus. What is this?
0: Well, also it's like, I don't know. I think for successful podcasts, like people always ask me for advice. I think like, consi- it's like a TV show. Consistency is key. So like your show should not be three hours and then five minutes. It should always be like around the same amount of time. It's just the same day. That's just, that's how like people like consistency. So I'm like, I can't do anything with your 15 minutes that you're, I once said (laughs) yes one time, but I won't anymore. I'm
1: glad. I'm glad that you, that you're sticking to your guns. Seriously. That's a, that's a trait that I needed to be better at. I'd say that.
0: I stick to my guns in a sense. I mean, I, one of my new year's resolutions was to learn how to say no, because my thing is, a lot of guests get pitched to me. I mean, not you, just a lot of people. And I, at first I say no, and then I feel bad. And then an hour later, I'm like, you know what? I found a way to make that good. So I, I I'm, yeah, I stick to my guns, but I really think I need to say no more.
1: Definitely because then
0: I say it and then I feel bad. I'm like, that person wanted to come on. And I'm like, I mean, I don't do it too often. Most people are hundred percent on point, but every now and then, and then I'm like, wait, I got an idea. And then it it works. But (laughs) I think saying no is a good thing, right? Like you gotta know your work.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying no. There, period. There's only
0: there's only 24 hours in a day. Exactly. So all right, Mike, thank you so much. Have a good day and keep in touch for real.
1: Thank you, David. You have a great one. Keep being awesome.
0: You too. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Take care.
1: Peace. Peace.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope.